Today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game ever. Listen, technology is great and all, but nothing beats sitting down to play a quick board game with your kids or your buddies, and Hoopsters is a slam dunk. It's got all the excitement and energy of basketball and the strategy of backgammon. And you can finish the game in 15 minutes. But I bet you won't play just one, though. Head to hoopsters.store to learn more. Good times. Okay, we'll do this in three, two, one. Cue the coach. So what did we learn about the NFL after week one? I don't know. Why are middle school kids so into conspiracy theories? I don't know that either. BMOC's history corner waxes on and waxes off, plus unnecessarily complicated NBA Finals trivia. Locks of the week, and of course, our old friend, the two-minute drill. Hey, everybody. It's not Monday. Not Monday! It's not Tuesday. Definitely not Tuesday. It's Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday! Oh, nice work. I thought that was going to be like an eight-minute extended cut of Sports Wednesday theme song. I know. I I tricked you. You did trick us. So good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. Sports talk for the medium fan. That means we get the big storylines, more or less correct, but the details 100% wrong most of the time. (laughs) Hopefully, you're cool with that. We can go ahead and have a show. We are the only medium-focused sports podcast out there that includes live music, and that live music comes from the man that we call the maestro, Brian Hake. How are you, maestro? Uh, well, before the show, I sneezed about 25 times, so I'm feeling a little, a little lightheaded, a little woozy, but also pretty good. All right. Uh, is that allergy sneezes or you got the COVID? Boy, I hope it's just allergies. Oh, but you never know. You never know. Never know. These days. And uh, on occasion, we uh, provide cogent analysis or we pro- provide analysis that on some level could be considered analysis. It comes from this guy. We call him the coach. It's basketball legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. Doing No sneezes for me, so I'm good. No sneezes. Very good. All right. So uh, before we get into it, I want everyone to know to follow the show on the Twitters at Sport Wednesday, Sport Singular Wednesday, still hovering right around 1,500 followers. And then over on the Instagram at Sports Wednesday, where I have lots of great visual content, and we have about 273,000 followers there. <laughs> We, oh, had a, we, had a nice, we had a nice flurry of posts there over the weekend. I know. Absolutely, we did. And in part, that's because we were doing part three of the Pelotonia that never ends. <laughs> Every year, we, we used to just do a bike ride one day with 5,000 other riders to raise money for cancer research. And of course, you can't do that this year. So they said, everybody pick your own thing. So we ended up riding uh, twice and running laps with Coach for reasons i'm still not too clear on <laughs> the final ride uh was was this past weekend 40 miles for you guys about 39 miles for me and uh any thoughts any recaps on your pelotonius this year i, I as, as strange as it was and and it was elongated and I, it, we made the best of a, a weird situation and i i really enjoyed it i mean it was it sucked at some points but 
just like cancer sucks, you know, it, it was fine. But I mean, having that ride this past weekend with you guys made it all worth it, though. Yeah, great weather. Maestro, how about you? You know, you know, uh, we've been ri- doing this ride for a long time. And, um, you know, certain parts of it have kind of been like pat, you know, after a while, yeah. you're kind of like, eh. So yeah. honestly, I think this year was, you know, as as rough as it was from a COVID perspective, I really enjoyed it. It was something different. And uh, we get like like Coach said, we made the best of it. And the weather was great. And I, you know, I feel good. And I capped it off by drinking at least 50 PBRs. <laughs> at least. <laughs> One for every mile. Uh, I will say this, uh, you know, usually for Pelotonia, I, I make a fundraising video and I just blast my social media with it all summer. I mean, ad nauseum till people are sick of hearing about it. And this year I was just like, hey, we're doing this. If you can donate, donate one email. And I still hit my goal. So thank you to all those donors out there. Fantastic. Oh, and so genuine. Still, uh, still time to donate. You can go to pelotonia.org backslash coach to donate to coaches, right? Backslash Maestro? Yeah? You say that with a question? Yeah, it's Maestro. Yeah, make sure. Backslash Maestro, M-A-E-S-T-R-O, or backslash Pete Brown, uh, and donate to our rights. That way, 100% of your donation goes to cancer research at the James Cancer Center here in CBUS. CBUS! All right, and I just thought we should note it is a Tuesday night as we're recording Sports Wednesday, but there's a lot going on tonight. Uh, earlier tonight... The Miami Heat won game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, and right wow. now, uh, by three, 117-114. Denver Nuggets and LA Clippers are playing. The winner will face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. It's uh, 243 left in the second. Clippers leading 54-46. Who's going to win that game, Coach? I'm going to say Clippers. I'm just going to say it. Nice. I'd like an LA versus LA final. That's cool. Yeah, I'm just- it's going to be the Clips and the Lakers. And all the games will be in Orlando. <laughs> Very strange. Very strange. And then also over on uh, hockey, uh, the Dallas Stars have made it to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and they will either face the Tampa Bay Lightning, who has a 3-1 lead right now on uh, the New York Islanders, but uh, this game here is tied 1-1 with 9.43 left in the third. Maestro, who's going to win that game? Hockey. Uh, tonight I'm saying um, it's going to be the Islanders. Ooh. Yeah, they keep fighting. I, fighting. I agree with you. Fighting. So all sorts of uh, good stuff going on there. Uh, plus, we've got uh, stuff that we came up with to talk about. So let's get into that. Let's tip the show off, Maestro. All All right, football kicked off without crowds. NFL football, playing football everywhere. They're yeah. working it out. They're football, figuring it out football. somehow. Football. Uh, we had no preseason. I didn't. I, I even. I don't have my HBO subscription right now, so I didn't even watch Hard Knocks. That's how little I knew about the NHL That's or the insane. NFL. <laughs> Same thing. I, e- either of them. I know very little about it, either Me of those too. leagues. Me but, too. But uh, what was your one big takeaway? What did you learn in your week one of NFL games? We'll throw it to you, Coach. Okay, I, I learned that there are two teams that are just train wrecks. Um, <laughs> right now, big piles of dog doo-doo, and that's the New York football giants and the Cleveland Browns. And I learned something as I sat there and, and was looking 
at these two teams that I just feel like have been so mismanaged for for a, a long period of time. Now the Giants have had their success, but over the past three years, these two teams have just been absolute dog shit. You think you think the Giants are worse? Yes. Than the Jets, so than the Jets? so so after these past three years, the records between these these two teams, I was shocked. And I did my fact checking because someone mentioned today. I want to give a shout out to one of my coworkers, Max, who basically gave out this fact. He said, "Out of these two teams, the Giants and the Browns, the Giants have a worse record over the past three years than the Browns do, and the, that includes a Browns going zero and sixteen. So wow. they are. I mean, they are bad. Now the Browns are bad, but they've got they've got some stars. That I feel like the upside is a little bit better." Maybe I don't know because I'm a homer, but the Giants, I mean, they're, they're bad. They're both just they're both bad. Right. But I've just learned basically that the Giants over the past three years are worse than the Browns. That's nothing to hang your hat on. I, th- I thought the Giants looked all right last night against the Steelers, but maybe the Steelers looked rusty. I don't know. I, I worry I more know. about the Jets. I think the Jets will be. Wor- I think the Jets will be better. Time. You do? I do because I think they have a better quarterback, but. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, a coach knows because my <laughs> takeaway was, you know, I had heard from somebody who knows a lot about football who said, Belichick's going to be crying. He's starting 0-3. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to be great in Tampa. <laughs> and neither of those things seem to seem to work out in week one. It's early. It's early Tom Brady, for Tom. It, it, it is. It is. But here's the thing, coach. And, it, yeah. and they're both great. Great coach, great, great quarterback. Uh, probably better together. They'll still be. They'll still be fine without. But Correct. the thing that that I took away was, and and I was just thinking about Belichick because that guy knows how to close out games. And I thought of all these teams that lost leads in the fourth quarter in, in week one that just don't know how to close out a game. Yeah, right. Agreed. The Lions, the Bengals even had oh. a chance at the end, despite the fact that Joe Burrow somehow got intercepted on a shovel pass. Right. <laughs> yes, I the know. Eagles had a fourth quarter lead. The Packers won, but they gave up 24 fourth quarter points, made that game closer than it should have been. The 49ers lost a fourth quarter lead and the Colts as well. So I'll tell you what, I think that's maybe like part of the weirdness here is just teams. Teams were not they were not closing it out like they should have. Hmm. Good observation. That, is that is that your one thing you learned? That's my one thing that I learned. That and and, and also I would just like to bring up again that coach said Belichick would start zero and three and be crying. <laughs> and cry after two, oh, one and two. <laughs> and I should I should point out Tom Brady threw a pick six for the third consecutive game that puts him one behind the all time streak of consecutive picks pick sixes thrown of four games held by Matt Schaub. Oh. Wow. Hall of Famer. That's a Hall of Famer right there. You thought we would never mention Tom Brady and Matt Schaub in the same no. same paragraph, let alone the same sentence, and there it is. All right, Pride Meister, of Virginia, you, right there. Pride of Virginia. What's your one takeaway? What's what'd you learn? We're learners. So we I, actually, learning. I, I did actually watch some NFL this, oh, this weekend. You know, I watched the Thursday game, the Monday night game, and I watched some on Sunday. And I gotta tell you, for NFL, you know, and the way the camera work is, I didn't really miss the crowd. Yeah, yeah, um, me either. Like I, I feel a little differently about college. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that energy of, of college. But um, yeah, NFL. I don't need the crowd. So that's that's the one thing I learned. And the other thing, my other quick takeaway is that uh, Kirk Herbstreet should not do NFL games. Oh my god! So <laughs> that so, dude needs to stay in college. So so I was just perusing the internet, and it was on the ESPN website. 
And I had heard you say that and I jumped on there and I, I listened to a little bit of, it was him and Chris, right? The guys that yeah. usually do college. And mm-hmm. I was with you too. I didn't think he was, he's not built for pro at all, but people are calling for him to take, they want that team to take over Monday night football. They need They're some like, practice. I mean, they, those two are good, but you could tell they were uncomfortable. Even Chris yeah. was, was a little uncomfortable. Well, and Herb Street even said, he goes, I'm a college junkie. I'll never do it. Which I was like, yeah. you know what? That's knowing your lane. Yeah. But I did have, I do have one question for you too. I had to ask. All right. Let's so hear it. There was no preseason this year. And I watched enough football that I have an opinion that basically that I feel, what did you think? Do you think that matters having the preseason? Did you think the level of play was below what it should have been because they didn't have the four practice games or did you feel like what, how did you feel on that? They looked rusty from my perspective, the games I watched, well, at least the Steelers and the giants looked rusty. I, I got to say, I, I thought Kansas city looked awesome on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't miss it at all. Me I, I know the, I, I know that like there's the owners want to make the season longer and they're thinking of giving up two preseason games, which, which the players hate, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't want an 18 game season, but I really think one preseason game would be enough. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe some like flag flag football. football. Why not? It'd be fun. I mean, they've been, folks have been complaining about preseason games for a while that it's like just an extra money grab from, from the owners and stuff. And that, you know, um, so I'd, I'd be fine if they went away. I think if you buy season tickets, at least with the Browns, there was some brouhaha where you had to buy the preseason games as part of the package. Yes. Oh, and then. They should just, we've had this discussion. Just give those t- tickets out. Give them out for free. It's like a spring game. Just give them out. Make a kid's give to, dream. Give them out to coach. He'll give them to his golf team. Yeah, they deserve them. So, all right. Well, that's week one of the NFL. We all learned something, and that's good. That means we're growing. We're evolving as human beings. We're not stagnating as our late 40s, early 50s age would suggest we are. So good on you guys. Good on you. Boom. Holy cow, Coach! This show's brought to brought to you by Hoopsters this week. The good hey. people at Hoopsters sticking with us. Greatest basketball themed board game ever made. I hear there's four sets left still. Just four sets still. Only four sets just, left. Just four. Somebody buy the four buy set before Coach and I start giving them away to people, and then we're like, why would we give those four sets away? Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to get if you buy one of these sets. Not only are you going to get an original first run of the classic, soon-to-be Hall of Fame board game Hoopsters, but you're also going to get the option, we're going to throw in a baseball card, I might even throw in a football card, and if I can find a basketball card, and we'll sign it if you want. We'll sign the set, that's yes. right. And, and you get a, a free, 100% free copy of Four Penny Bobby, which mm. is a new game that we're developing, and uh, it's not actually as fun as I thought it was when we came up with it, and that's why it's free. <laughs> But it's free, and it's something. That's right. <laughs> Hoopsters.store. Dot store, everybody. All right. Uh, that's uh, that's Hoopsters. Those guys have been tried and true. 123 episodes they've been God bless them. Love them. So, uh, okay, it's time. We haven't done this in a long time, guys. BMOC's History Corner. Maestro, do you have any music for that? I was going to say, do we, have a, do we have something to play in for that? The History Corner? History Corner. Something a little dusty and antique Ooh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. 
I love it when he starts chuckling. I know, because <laughs> that so was good. not that second chord was not the chord I had in mind. Oh man. History corner. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were looking With for. With BMOC. Okay. Uh so fellas, have you either of you been watching Cobra Kai on the Netflix? I have not. It's no, on our not. queue. It's in our queue. All right, guys. So you're both going to like, I, I watched the first season when it was on YouTube, right? I actually subscribed just to get it, to watch it there. Uh, did you get, you guys remember the Karate Kid movie fans, Absolutely. obviously oh, yeah, yeah. being of Gen X age. Uh, so the whole, the series is fun. Um, you know, it, it's weak in some points, but you just like it because it's connecting you to when you were 13 or 14 years old. And we saw the original Karate Kid. Correct. So uh, now, so today's history corner is going to be about that original Karate Kid movie because my daughter watched both seasons of Cobra Kai and then said, I want to watch the, the movie again. We had watched it when they were little. And I have not watched it with an adult's eyes. And I did not. I am seeing this movie in a whole new light. And I'm going to walk you through <laughs> why, why this happened. So first of all, um, do you guys know what the Mandela effect is? Y- yes, it's where isn't that where you remember something is one thing, but it really that's not how it happened. Yeah. So this came to my attention when my kids were in middle school. And I don't know why this is, Coach. You might have some insight on this, but for some reason, middle school kids get really into conspiracy theory hmm. YouTube. <laughs> they are huge into that. I can I can yeah. absolutely attest to that. As a yeah, and I <laughs> and so my kids went through that, and that's how I learned the Mandela effect is basically when a lot of people remember something happening one particular way, but it actually happened a different way. And it's named for this idea that like a lot of people will think, oh yeah, Nelson Mandela died in prison. Now my daughter, she, when she saw this theory, she came up and said, do you remember when Nelson Mandela died in prison? And I was like, no, he didn't. He was released on <laughs> February 11th, 1990, he became president of South Africa and led the African national Congress to an entirely <laughs> new political paradigm. But that's because I wrote my thesis on that when I was in college. So not a big deal. <laughs> but some, And so fr- from that Nelson Mandela example, it, it gets kind of weak, I think. For example, a lot of people um, remember the Berenstain Bears. Remember mm-hmm. the Berenstain Bears? But it's actually Berenstain Bears, S-T-A-I-N. Everybody remembers Berenstain. Yeah, or they all remember Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father, when the line is... No, I am your father. It never says Luke. Right? So so the, the conspiracy theorists just keep finding these things, but they push it so far as to saying that there's basically multiverses, you know, and that sometimes the multiverses bump into each other and some of this stuff crosses over, and that's why so many people remember oh things one my. way or the other. That's a stretch. Yeah. So back to the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that I, I discovered a Mandela effect artifact in the original karate kid which came out in 1984 okay do you guys remember the scene where they go to the beach and miyaki has daniel san you know standing in the waves trying to throw sidekicks so he can improve his balance correct and while he's doing that he goes over to a post and he's doing the crane kick that's where daniel sees that for the first time yes mm-hmm. all right you follow me i'm with you then when they're done they're coming back to the car daniel's wrapped in a towel and there's two dudes hanging out by mr miyagi's truck drinking beer Right. And they put a bunch of beers on the truck. Okay. And these uh, 
these characters are known in the credits as Yahoo number one and <laughs> Yahoo number two. <laughs> it's like my and dad like Mr. Wrote Miyagi, that. you know, he, he asks them kindly to remove the beers and they say no and he karate tops the tops off the beers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing the first thing I noticed as an adult Yahoo number one says a horrifically racist thing to Daniel-san as they're walking up to the car. I can't even repeat it on this show. So you can't. All right. So I, I, we will have to look at that up ourselves. Yeah. Horrifically. Like so much, I, I like had to run it back because I read it. I had the subtitles on because I'm old. And I'm like, did he really say that? Holy cow. Because, you know, it was the 80s and sanitized racism was fine to throw into movies. It was part of our culture. Yes. And then, so I rewind this scene. I watch it again and they go, oh my God. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm about to text you guys a picture of what Yahoo number one is wearing. Okay. Okay. Are the Yahoos Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon? Matt Damon. You wish they're actually played by Larry Drake and David Abbott. Oh my god! <laughs> your, your poor brain has to store that information. All right, here it comes. Tell me when you guys get that. It's a come. There it is. What is Yahoo number one wearing on his head, coach? That's the Walgreens. Uh, that's a Washington Nationals Washington hat. Washington Nationals hats. In 1984, what? when they were the Montreal Expos, Rose. right? So I started flipping out. I'm like, wait a second. My daughter actually said it's a Walgreens hat, too. My show very good. So I thought that was really weird that they, they would be wearing that. So, of course, I had to dig into it and dig into it, and I thought, I discovered this is actually a Washington Senator's hat. Oh, they used the same logo. They did briefly in the late 60s. So the Senators left Washington twice. They left in the 50s. Then they came back and they got a new team in 1960 that was there till 1971 that became the Texas Rangers. But mm. their last couple of years, they had a hat like this. But still, I'm like, why is Yahoo number one <laughs> Yahoo number wearing one. a Washington Senator's hat? In California? 15 years after the senators have left to become the Texas Rangers. And this is what they call in the film industry costume design, right? Because he's the one that says this horribly racist thing. Right. Now, there's this other scene in the film, if you remember when Mr. Miyagi's really drunk one night. I do remember that, yes. And we learn all this stuff. And when I was a kid, I was like, oh, Mr. Miyagi was in the war. He's a hero. I didn't really follow what he was saying. But what he's talking about when he's drunk is, first of all, Miyagi is a sergeant and he is fighting the Germans. He makes that clear Correct. that he's not fighting Japanese and right. that he gets the Medal of Honor for killing Germans. And while he's doing that, his wife is in an internment camp in California called Manzanar, which is a real thing. Yes. And, there's, there's, and she dies in childbirth because no doctor came to help her. Oh, my God. That's heavy. And suddenly I'm like, holy shit, there's this whole political subtext to the karate kid. And I'm like, first, there's there's all that that depth to Miyagi's character, but it's really, really going hard into the uh you have to look at that Washington Senator's hat as being there deliberate as saying this was the white establishment that approved the internment of Japanese American citizens during World War II. That's what well, I they're, they're saying. Washington senators, not the team, but Washington but the actual senators. Washington establishment. Yes. So you're wow. Pull- wow. Holy! Why else? Why else Daniel would Yahoo Smith. number two be wearing yeah. a Washington senator's hat? That makes no sense. It doesn't. Not when it's in California. It makes zero sense because it's not like that Washington team 
moved to California, there's no connection. Why would you be wearing it? No connection at all. So, and then I will say, uh, we watched Karate Kid Part 2. Have not watched Part 3 yet, Ooh. but in Part 2, there's also a brief exchange where Daniel-san tells Mr. Miyagi, you know, 15,000 uh, Americans were killed in the Battle of Okinawa, and Miyagi snaps back. And also 150,000 to 300,000 Japanese. Why can we be so stupid? Oh, wow. Because, you know, Miyagi, his whole thing about karate is that it's it's just a force for peace. It shouldn't be used for fighting. It Correct. should only be used, right? Yes. Uh, so so that's it. Uh, I do have a couple other Karate Kid fun facts for you that are going to make you guys want to watch this again. First of all, the writer is a guy named Robert Mark Kamen, who studied karate when he was young and getting bullied. So that's kind of the impetus of okay. his story. But he really studied uh a lineage that came from a guy named Chogun Miyagi. So it's wow. a real character. It's yeah. So it's a real type of karate. Oh my gosh. Um, he also went on to write the transporter series, which I think Maestro told me that he liked. Is that right? Oh, that's with, uh, yeah. Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yes. Oh, wow. He's been around a while. I yeah, think I watched the first one. I don't know that I watched the whole, the whole Dilly. Whole series. I gotcha. Okay. Um, all right, I'll just give you one more. The song, the montage song, You're the Best Around. Yes. I always wondered why it has that line in there. History repeats itself. You know that line? Mm-hmm. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. It's because they originally wrote that song for Rocky Three, and then Stallone passed for and took Eye of the Tiger instead. What? crazy because you know what in my brain i attached that song to rocky three and i know it's oh, from karate kid that's strange i'm not kidding i i've, I've that's made total that, mandela i've made that mistake several times crazy that's totally mandela and that's uh that's bmoc's history card i don't want to go too deep into it but i'll tell you what when i saw that and i thought it was a washington nationals hat uh, i could i it was like i couldn't even text you guys i had to save it for bmoc's history card <laughs> Oh my god. I feel like a man in full. That was awesome. Can you do that one more time? BMOC History Cola. History Cola. History Cola. BMOC. By the way, when oh Maestro he texted earlier tonight, looks like a tight show. And I was like, I knew I had BMOC History Corner about Karate Kid. Plus, I'm looking at rants and corrections with like multiple signups. And I'm like, it's not going to be a tight show. No, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting loose. We're getting loose. Yeah, Did I not say we'll, lo- we'll, we'll get loose on this thing? Well, let's tighten it up with something we call Locks of the Week. Coach, what's a lock? Lock. I'll tell you what a lock is. Any money that you have sitting around your house, you're going to take that money. And on top of that money, you're going to find money that you can't afford to lose, like your mortgage, medical payments. I don't care. College tuition. Pile it all on these because these things you're about to hear, they're locks. They are locks. Lock it down. So uh, we're doing a four-bagger this week. I wanted to do a five-bagger just because of the weird COVID scheduling. We have all these sports happening at the same time. Next week, we'll be able to do it. But there wasn't enough hockey games coming up this weekend. These are games that start uh, Friday, 
September 17th and uh, no, that will be the 18th and through the 20th. And you're going to pick, it's just one winning team straight up from the NBA, major league baseball, the NFL and major league soccer. And we will go uh, coach maestro me, and then we'll play our guest picker. Okay. So you said it starts Friday, right? Which is the 17th. 17th. Okay. Okay. Or 18th. One of the two. So Friday game, I'm going to take Boston Celtics over the Miami Heat. Ah. Yep. Are you do you want do you want Boston over Miami? Because I'll take the flip side of that. All right. We can have a side bet. Let's do it. All right. I'll Wait. take Miami instead. Well, I, well, I, well, I have the uh I have the eighteenth. Is that Friday or is that Saturday? Well, let me whatever game it is, I might have put the wrong date. So let's put the eighteenth. I'll take I'll well, take opposite you. Yeah, okay. So, so I'll take uh, yep. Eighteenth, I'll take Miami, you take Boston. Done. All right. Keep going, coach. All right, and then I'm going to go uh, – then we're baseball? Yep. Baseball, I'm taking the White Sox off the Reds – over the Reds on the 19th. And then uh, NFL, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs over the San Diego – no, that would not be San Diego. It would be Los Angeles Chargers. Did I just do that? Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, oh, I don't like them in – I don't like them in Los Angeles. The LA Chargers – and then to polish off this four bagger, I'm going to take the Orlando um, soccer team over the Chicago soccer team on the 19th. He loves those soccer teams. I love those soccer teams, everybody. I think it's Orlando United and Chicago Fire. Yes, it is the fire. Fire! We didn't build the fire. All right, so that's uh, that's Coach's four bagger. By the way, uh, there's a plus one bonus if you hit three out of four, and a plus two bonus if you hit four out of four. Oh, you can walk out of this with six points. I'm feeling it. All right, Maestro. We know you've got Boston on Friday. What else? Boston you got? on Friday, MLB. I'm going to go Angels over the Rangers on Saturday. Angels are mm. hot. I know they've been struggling, but they're hot lately. Yeah. Uh, for the NFL, I'm going to go Green Bay over Detroit. Ooh, I like that. And then MLS, I'm going to take the Portland over San Jose on the, the, 9th, on the 19th. They have the San Jose Quakes? Earthquakes. What are they? Earthquakes? I think they are the Earthquakes. Are they yeah. the Earthquakes? All right. See, I know yeah. those teams. I just don't know Orlando and Shaka. No. All right. There you have it. All right. BMW okay. Let's hear it. What do you got? What do you got? So, uh, uh, not entirely uh, different. I also have Green Bay over Detroit. Okay. For the NFL pick, uh, sorry about that. I didn't pick a backup there, Maestro. I have a backup. Uh, for base- you want me to take my backup? Uh, it's up to you. I, I just, I, I'm not sure who else is playing. I'd have to look it up. I can, I can take my backup. All right, what is it? Mine's good. Uh, my backup is San Francisco over the Jets, and I'm, uh, yeah. I'm happy no, with a, that. One. That's a, Oh, I yeah. think that's you actually can, a better. You can pick. have Green Bay over Detroit. I'll take oh, San Francisco. Yeah. Over the Jets. Coach may say that the Giants are bad, but the Jets are just a burden. Well, they they lost. Right. I know. They are. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball, I am taking the L.A. Dodgers Dodger. over Colorado. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I am taking the Miami Heat on Saturday game in Miami. And then for Major League Soccer, none of us took Columbus. I, I chose a team that wasn't Columbus because I thought for sure someone would. <laughs> That's what I did. Gonna, so did I. I'm going to take the New York Red Bulls over FCC. FC Cincinnati. See, I that's thought a, you would. I thought you would take. I thought you'd take Columbus right off the bat. I was giving it to you. I was letting you take Columbus. That's so nice, man. I know. I'm so, a nice person. 
Here's what I say. If if none of our soccer picks come in and Columbus wins, then we all lose a point. I love okay, it. Okay, I agree on that. Okay. All right, so we have a guest picker. Who's our guest picker, Maestro? Uh, his name is uh, King Havoc. He's out of the Pittsburgh North area. Yinza. Appreciate King Havoc, loyal listener to the show, loyal uh, donator to our Pelotonia rides, and he recorded his picks. Here they are. What's up, sports peasants? King Havoc here with his locks of the week in royal fashion. <laughs> Starting off the NBA, I'll take the Lakers Friday night. Doesn't matter who they're playing. <laughs> MLB, Saturday night, I'll take the uh, the White Sox versus the Reds. Smart pick. NFL, take the Buffalo Bills on Sunday over the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And then MLS also on Sunday. I'll take the Philadelphia Union over the Montreal Impact. A little bonus prediction here. Hello. Now, I think the Browns could possibly beat the Bengals this week coming on <laughs> on the heels of a horrible opening day performance. But what I expect will happen is, is Miles Garrett will take, uh, take a helmet, <laughs> hit Joe Burrow in the head, get suspended for the rest of the year, and put the Bengals in field goal range late in the game. Or one Austin Siebert's going to come in and <laughs> kick the winning field goal. And, uh, you know, stick it to the man. King Havoc out. I love the bonus pick. By the way, that's a narrative I think we all thought immediately is going to happen. Of as course. soon as the Browns senior misses two kicks, you can't do that in in the opening game. No. Granted, the, those two kicks were not entirely the reason why the Browns lost. No, but but. <laughs> They weren't, but like my feeling on that was that the touchdown was a, was a momentum changer and he misses extra point and it goes, ah, shit. And then the field goal he missed, it's not that he missed it. It said he missed it. Like it wasn't even close. It was bad. Yeah. So I'm like, sorry. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. And Maestro might back me up on this, I suspect. Teams either invest in a kicker and lock him down or they do this sort of rent a kicker with all these draft a rookie, if he's no good, we'll just sign someone else. How's that working? And the Browns have been they've been doing that for years. Yeah, and it's just like just pick a kicker. Let's Seriously. let's have a good kicking game and see what happens. I know. But kickers are like closers. Like they're really hard to find. And when you find one, you hold on to it like dear life. Like closers in baseball, but they are really hard to find a good one now. I don't know why it is. Why can't people kick? Yeah, I don't know, I think I don't know either because I feel like the college kickers are way better than they used to be too. So it's there should be like it's weird. How every big, there. every big, you know, college team should be kicking out or kicking out. That's good. I like that. Kicking out a I like uh, that unintended. Yeah, or or the Browns should sign Maestro, and if if he does, then we could come be on the sidelines too. Oh yeah, we can go to the games. Yeah. yeah. All right, Maestro, could you make that happen? I don't know, my uh. You know, right behind my knee, my right oh. knee, a little tight, a little tight <laughs> after that 50, 50 miles we rode. So you were, Maestro, you were the kicker for your eighth grade football team, correct? Yes. And then you switched to soccer around. for four years. Well, I was always soccer. I, I did double duty. I was playing I got soccer you. and playing football at the same time. I was a bit. Were deep. you like constantly driving across town and changing uniforms in the car and stuff? I'll tell you what, like, I remember, I do remember like having practice football practice and games and then getting home and my mom going, all right, well, we got to leave for soccer practice here in a little bit. I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, those are your locks of the week. Uh, oh. Use them to, 
to earn yourself some money. What we like to do too, is we hold ourselves accountable by keeping score for how we do in these locks in a little segment we call scoreboard update, scoreboard update. Yeah. The scoreboard update last week, we were picking NFL week one games against the spread. How hard can that be? People turns out pretty hard. Coach going, going with the homer, pick the Browns for plus nine. He likes those big lines. He does, uh, but they did not cover in their 38 to six loss. Just came up. It's just painful to watch oh. my daughter. She's like, we're we, each year. We're like, we're trying to teach her more about football. She wants to know how the games work. And she's just like halfway through. She's like, man, they're bad. She's right. I was sure the Eagles were going to, just take it to the Washington football team, but they, they lost. The, yeah, they were winning, but they could not. Uh, actually, uh, Dwayne Haskins looked pretty good in that game. Yeah, he did. I like Dwayne. Brought them back. Uh, they did not cover 5.5 points, but Maestro stuck with the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Can't go against the Steelers on Monday night. They're pretty solid there. That's a good So he, he picks up plus one. They win 26 to 12 over the New York football Giants. I love how you say that, Coach, I too, know. in case anyone still confuses them with the former <laughs> New York baseball Giants. That leaves us uh, – I didn't even do percentages this week. It's so sad. I'm still it's, at 13 out of 30. So I've been at 13 God damn for it, weeks. Man. I can't remember the last point I had. It's a long time. <laughs> you, you're having a – Coach at 16 out of 37. Maestro, at least respectable, 22 out of 37. Our guest pickers, uh, Tall Sean, 5 and 9, 55.5%. And we'll see King Havoc, how he does in his first role as guest picker. Next week. And then, noise. 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 All right. Looks like it's time for some UCT. Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Unnecessarily complicated trivia. Come on, boys. Unnecessarily complicated trivia. Let's hear it. Ah, all right. Unnecessarily complicated trivia. It's trivia. We used to just do sports trivia. It was fine. We'd ask questions. We'd go, oh, really? Wow, I didn't know. Uh, But then Coach made it unnecessarily complicated, and we embraced (laughs) it. It's, uh, it's my turn this week. We're talking NBA championship, unnecessarily complicated trivia. Guys, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to nail this notes? shit. So I got to tell you, this. Uh, Do we need I'm notes? glad. I'm, uh, I don't think so. Okay, good. I, I'll be able to track. But I'm glad I have PD, you know, fact checking all my stuff because I had heard a statistic that said since 1991, there has been a pattern in NBA champions where they were either uh, coached by Phil Jackson or a team from Texas won. And I thought, whoa. And that, and, and they, they said that goes all the way to 2014. It actually only goes to 2005, but that's still pretty long. <laughs> 1991 to 2005, NBA champions were either coached by Phil Jackson or they were a team from Texas and nothing else. That's it. Wow. But that led me to our unnecessarily complicated questions. And I have been looking at NBA champions uh, there are a total of 10 teams that have made the NBA finals at least five times. Okay. So part one is going to be how many of those 10 can you get? And I'm going to set that over under high. I'm going to set it at eight because I think you'll get most of them at least five times in the NBA finals. And then part two, part two, we'll try and get the top five wins. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with your top 10 NBA finals teams that have uh, made it at least five times. Okay. We can start with the easy ones, the Lakers. Correct. The Celtics. Celtics. Correct. Uh, The Knicks. Correct. Um, San Antonio. San Antonio. Correct. And then that would be Golden State. Correct. So we are at five. The Bulls. Bulls are correct. Bulls is six. And then, um, God. Uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Detroit is correct. Well done. How about Houston? Seven. Houston is not correct. Short. Okay. Uh, the Sixers. The Sixers is correct. Okay. You guys have eight. That's the over under. There's two more teams. Okay. I'm going to go. Um, none of these teams are defunct, correct? That is correct. You should know these two teams. I'm mad that you haven't said them. Cavaliers? That is correct, Maestro. All right. And then the Heat. Correct. Yes. You got all 10. I thought that would go well. Okay. So here is the challenge now. Okay. Okay. We're going to go for total wins. Hang on. Let me reshuffle this. uh, There we go. And uh, we're going to just do the top five teams, the teams that have won the NBA championship, the the top five most times. Okay. If you get them in order, even better. Okay, so number one is the Celtics. That is correct. Um, number two is the Lakers. That is also correct. Number three, hmm, I would say, is the Knicks. That is not correct. Oh. Wait, so let's see. The Celtics have won it like 11 or 12 times. Lakers have been probably eight times. So the next number is going to be seven or six and mm. we know the bulls won six right so the bulls are the next the bulls are in third they, all right they are tied they are tied in third with detroit no no with, with uh, um, san antonio san antonio no sixers god damn it the heat? no golden state I, there you go right, golden state <laughs> how many is golden state won Four? They have won six. Six? Jeez! Oh, I forgot yes. about their. I forgot about their uh, Rick Barry years when they won. That, they won well, the so game. you know, we we've seen them beat the Cavs three times. Yes. Uh, and then they won in '75 with Rick Barry, and of course the '47 oh, Warriors my God. were awesome. '47 Warriors. I love that team. All right. Yeah. So after so, the Warriors, so fifth. Yeah. I think you might have said this team already, thinking that they're a little higher than the they Knicks. Were. Not the Knicks. You love the Knicks. I do. You love the Knicks. I, I feel like yeah, the Knicks won it. early, but they didn't. Uh, it's got to be San Antonio or the Sixers. Or Houston. That's it. I still got it. San Antonio. Yes. Go. So uh, now the funny thing was, uh, great job, both of you guys. Thank you. Uh, Coach, your your numbers were way off, though. Yes. You're like, Celtics have been at least 11 times. They've been 21 times. Oh. They've won 17 of those. 17? Oh, That's unbelievable. The Lakers have been 31 times. They've won 16, lost 15. Damn. Golden State's been 11 times, won six, lost five. The Bulls, obviously, been six times, won six. Listen to that. Uh, which I, that, That's an amazing, amazing achievement. That is amazing. There. The Spurs have been six times, uh, won five times, lost once. And then uh, drops down to the Sixers. They've been nine times, won three, lost six. Pistons, seven times, won three, lost four. Heat, Five times, won three, lost two. Knicks, coach, eight times, won two, lost six. Ooh, damn. When do you think the last Knicks championship was? Oh, a long time ago. It was back with uh, 
I can't even. Um, shit, who was their big player? Is a, a million in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 1973. Yeah. So Pat, Patrick Ewing never won a championship. No, that. and I knew that, but I felt like there was at least four. I thought they got four in the early 70s, but they didn't. No, and I think the last time they were in it was 99. It was like the strike shortened season yes, they where Houston. they played the Spurs. Yes, they played the Spurs. the Spurs. And it was, nope, it was not close. Yep. And then uh, the last two on the list, and the Houston Rockets have been four times, one, two, lost two, and the Cavaliers have been five times. One, one, lost four. Mm. At least they made it to the game. That is unnecessarily Woo! complicated. That unnecessarily. That was good. Unnecessarily complicated trivia. Come on, boys. Unnecessarily complicated trivia. Sound great. All right. We picked up some time there. Let's see if we can blow it all in a little section <laughs> yeah. we call Rants and Corrections. We'll blow it. Wow. Everybody has signed up. It sounded earlier. It said Maestro Times 2 on here. History, we got two God. rants. Here we go. I do. One, one's minor. I just added it at the top of the show because you keep, okay. keep saying something that's driving me crazy. <laughs> I right. love it when you do this. <laughs> I love it, everybody. You signed up first to go first. All right, so last week in my two-minute drill, I said, you know, I was, I was really touting that there was moms in the uh, in the quarterfinal or semifinal of the U.S. Open, and and I botched a couple pronunciations, and it, it bothered me all week. So I'm going to try and get them right. So Serena, Serena Williams is one of the moms. The other two... That sounds right to me. Yeah, it does. Good. I got that one. The other one was Victoria Azarenka. Ooh. And the third was Svetlana Perankova. Ooh, you've been practicing. That was Practice. impressive. So I, I felt bad about that. So that's that's my correction. Uh, and then what's your what's times two? What have I been doing? All right, Peter. So you've been, oh, here we go. You've been riding in Pelotonia since 2012. So this would have been, mm-hmm. this is like what our ninth year. Mm-hmm. And every year we've ridden, there's been more than five thousand people. We're pushing eight thousand riders every year. And every <laughs> every freaking time you say five thousand riders downtown. <laughs> 8,000 riders downtown, goddammit. It's a huge event here in Columbus. Think about that. 8,000 riders is like one-tenth of the population. <laughs> no, that would be 1% of the 1%, population. 1%, not one-tenth. Wait, right? But that's still a lot, that's right? A, we have about 800,000 people yes, live here. that's a ton. It is a ton. There are almost 5,000 riders. 5,000, everybody. 8,000. Plus, there are friends come to ring those bells and cheer for us. <laughs> Give us peanut butter sandwiches. I love peanut butter sandwiches. I miss those. Thanks for that correction, Maestro. I will uh, I will clean that up going forward. Damn straight you are. All right, Coach. All right. Rant or correction. What's I, up? I have a rant, and it, 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 it's, it has to do with uh, college football, and it has to do with the Big Ten. And, and I want to preface this that – College football is not my wheelhouse, and and I'm not a I'm a Buckeye fan, but I'm not a diehard because really I it doesn't bother me. But this whole thing with the Big Ten and them deciding if they're going to play or not, or when they're going to have these votes, and it's so dumb. Like decide one way or the other, but stop jerking these Ohio State fans or these Big Ten fans or these football fans, which 
call it silly or whatever it is. It's 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 a sport, and I know people outside are like, "Oh, get over it." These people are passionate; they care, and you keep jerking them around. Make a decision, shit or get off the pot, but tell them one way or the other whether they're going to watch football or not. But stop doing this because the longer you do it, the less the product is going to be worth watching because more stars are going to opt to go to the pros and you're going to have a dog shit product anyways. So stop doing this. It's bad. You're botching it. Make a decision now. Oof. Strong. All right. Strong. Strong words from the coach. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of tuned out. It's about football. Yeah, it's about something. college football. Sorry. I know you don't. No worries. No worries. <laughs> so, nice little rant there, though. It, you know, it was, um, I hear tiredness in your voice tonight, coach. I know you're back in the classroom and you're wearing face guards and stuff. And usually a rant like that, you'd really get your, your blood pressure up. You held it together. Well. I tried to. I tried to keep it as, 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 as tame as I could. Yeah, we will uh, try not to let the lack of emphasis in your voice impugn the seriousness of your message. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, so my uh, rant is, uh, it, it, it's, guys, I'm having the hardest time with two-minute drill things to talk about. Well, le- last week, I was going to talk about Kaepernick, and then Maestro brought it up earlier in the show. And then this week, I put the Austin Seibert is going to kick the winning field goal for the Bengals <laughs> on there, and Maestro's <laughs> brother brings it up. And lots of the week. And I'm looking, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And then I get a notice on my phone about something that happened. I go, oh, I'm going to talk about that. I come to the show sheet. Coach has already put it on there. I'm just really struggling. And I just think you guys should know. Uh, and tonight, I, like, I wrote a two-minute drill item that like turned into a 90,000-word political screed. And I thought, that's not the direction for the show. So uh, if I seem a little off, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm stymied. All right. All right. I'm sorry that I, I – damn it. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take – No worries. Uh, and that's uh, that's the little section we call – Rants and corrections. Sorry, B. All right. We're doing it. We can keep it under – we can keep it in a, out, under an hour. Come on, we can do it. We can do it. Let's do this. It's time. Two-minute drill. All right, Coach. Tell us how it works. All right. Two-minute drill. Everybody gets two times to do it. It's 20 seconds of pop. You can talk about whatever you want, sports or anything. The Kardashians, if you feel like it. But here's the knock on the whole thing. It's supposed to take two minutes, but it never does. And that's the two-minute drill. All right, everybody. It looks like we are going maestro, coach, then me tonight. Maestro, are you ready? I'm ready. His two-minute drill starts now. All right, this week... The U.S. Open, that's Golf U.S. Open, starts this week at Wingfoot, which is up in Mamaranac, New York. Wingfoot. Wingfoot. Uh, favorite <laughs> will be John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. And there's an outside chance that the guy by the name of Tiger Woods might play well. Tiger. What do you think, Coach, in your Irish accent? Oh, I think he's got a great chance. <laughs> Time! Coach. MLB has come out and decided that they're going to play the playoffs just like the NBA and the NHL. They're going to play in a bubble. So the American League is going to play on the West Coast and the Dodger Stadium and the Padres Stadium. And the National League is going to play in Texas, which was a hot spot at one point. They're going to play at Houston and the new Texas Stadium. It's going to be weird. Home field advantage is way out. Short series. I can't wait. Let's go baseball. Time. 
All right, guys. Uh, one advantage of not having crowds in the NFL is you can really hear the the play calls and stuff going on down the field. And in the Raiders game, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, that is, Derek Carr called a, an audible by shouting, Cindy Gruden, Tiger Woods. Cindy Gruden, <laughs> Tiger Woods. Now, that's the wife of his coach, John Gruden, who said after the game, I have no idea what that call is. I have never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was good. That's so good. Good times. Time, maestro. All right. How about them Chicago White Sox? I know a couple guys aren't happy about uh, an AL Central team top that isn't the Cleveland Indians, but the Chicago White Sox are the they're the hottest team in the MLB right now. They're uh, nine and one in their last 10, 31 and sixteen. They're going to the playoffs, I think. White Sox time, coach. Okay, everybody remembers. Big home runs in baseball, but one of my favorite home runs of all time is by big old big boy Bartolo Colon, pitcher for years, puts on a few extra pounds, hit it for the Mets, put it on YouTube. It is worth watching. Well, he's back at it. He's not signed by any major league teams, but there's a nice clip out there. He's playing slow pitch softball, and yes, the big easy Bartolo Colon goes yard again. Anytime he hits the ball over the fence, I'm watching Bartolo Colon. Ah! And uh, for you baseball guys out there, Coach actually meant Big Sexy. Big Sexy. Big Easy. Dang it. Big Easy is New Orleans, I know. Correction, Big Sexy. All right, fellas. Uh, So as you know, I did a lot of Karate Kid research for this episode. And, you know, I read the whole cast list on IMDb. And the last entry is for someone who played Karate Fan number four. And his name was Duff Tallahassee. (laughs) And I'm telling you, Duff Tallahassee is my new favorite actor. He played Karate Fan number four. That's a band name. In Karate Kid. He played Man in Fingerless Glove in Roadhouse. And in 1982's Pig vs. Freaks, he has uncredited assistant stunt coordinator. Duff Tallahassee is the man. Duff Tallahassee! uh, Duff Tallahassee, everybody. Look him up on Twitter. I find him. He's apparently a recruiter now. He says he's the world's most dangerous recruiter. He uh, has... He follows 10 accounts. He has one follower, which is me, BMOC. We got to get him on the show. Yeah, and he, and he has six tweets. The last tweet was in 2014, December 16th, eating some corn dogs. <laughs> We're getting Duff Tallahassee on this goddamn show. Duff Tallahassee is a legend. Time! Ah. Woo! Two-minute drill. Oh, I forgot my call. Acapella. Oh, like. Wow. That was a two-minute drill. Uh, we went a little long tonight, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. And but both of you guys have been doing great on the show. I think the MVP race is tied. I'm going to have to give it to whoever gets a closer prediction. Coach, what do you think? Oh, I know we went way over. I'm, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go deep into the stands. This is a Mark McGuire shot to the scoreboard. I'm going to say three minutes, 41 seconds. Oof. 341. How about you, Maestro? I'm going to go 323. 323. Once again, Maestro's closest. It was 354. (laughs) Congratulations, Maestro's the MVP of this episode. Damn. Nice. Uh, And then, uh, fellas, I I don't want to. I should have warned you about this. Uh, You know, normally at the end of the show, PD has someone on the line. Uh, We don't tonight. I just wanted to say uh, this show is coming out tomorrow, September 16th. Uh, you guys know my dad passed away earlier this yes. year. 
tomorrow's his birthday. He would have been 95. Wow. And I just wanted to say, wow. miss you, dad. And, uh, and that's Sports Wednesday. Happy birthday. Singing. Baby, hold on to me. Whatever <laughs> will be with me. The future is ours to see. Oh, man. Baby, hold on to me. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Oh, I got to say, that was legend. Dairy. Nice. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>